I was the only woman. I was the only Latina. I was the youngest one. I, I didn't have 25 years of experience in photography. It was a hobby that I was trying to turn into a business. And it was hard for me to just open those doors. It took a while for me to get to where I wanted to be. But thankfully, I had Instagram. And it was free. And it was a platform where I could just be myself, share my work, share my life, share my journey, share the no's, share the falls. And I think that's one thing that differentiated me from the beginning with the community that I was building. You are listening to the Say Hola Well podcast, a show dedicated to the stigmatized idea of wanting more money. More money, more options for you, your family, and our community to become financially free. I am your host, Lucy King. I am on a mission to help decolonize wealth for Latinas, and here is how I do it. I talk about building generational wealth through a holistic lens. I give you the strategies, the mindset, and the ideas to create generational wealth and also break away from a culture of silence. Ya sabes, that believe that in our cultura, no se habla de dinero. We don't talk about money. I am a first-gen investor who went from believing I had to work mentally and physically hard for money to now having multiple investment accounts and run a business that I love. I am a mom, a wife, speaker, and author ready to help you create wealth beyond your ancestors' wildest dreams. Welcome to the Say Hola Well podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to remind you to follow us on social if you are loving the podcast, want to build community, and you want to learn creative ways to increase your income. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and of course, on our website at www.sayolawell.com. If you feel inspired by any of the episodes, it will mean the world to me if you can leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts. This is how other mujeres find us. Hello, Carla. Welcome to the Say Hola Well podcast. How are you? Hi, Lucy. I'm so excited to be here. I'm doing great and excited to chat with you today. Yes, and I am a big fan of yours. I have been following for a while. And I want to say that among all of those social media people that are sharing tips, I really identify with the way you talk about growing a community with the way you just show up online. And I want us to dive into the topic of social media. But before we get there, I always like to ask our guests, what was their relationship with money growing up? I love that question. Actually, it's the first time they asked me this question. And I love it because for me, I was born and I grew up in, in Bolivia. That's where I'm from. And my mom spent most of her time as a teenager taking care of my grandma. My grandparents were divorced and my grandma got very sick. And so my mom had to step up and grow up fast and take las riendas de la casa and take care of the economic responsibilities at home. So she was working from since she was a teenager. So for me, I since I was born, I've always seen my mom just hustle her way through through life. And for me, seeing both of my parents always had, having like that economic equality, if you want to see it that way, they were both bringing the el pan de cada día, the, they were both the breadwinners, they were both hustling and working. And so for me, growing up, I've always had that image of what it's like to be, what it was going to be for me when I was growing up. It was a tough life that my mom had, but at the same time, 
it was that incredible resilience that I've seen in her working through her journey and giving us that example of what it is to have that economic stability and be that equal partner to your partner, right? And so for me, growing up, money was something that I valued a lot because my parents really hustled to get to where they were, both of them. And just seeing that pass from my mom, it was changed my mind about money. But at the same time, my mom was, because she had that past, it was a lot of, okay, this is like my salary. Let's, she would spend a lot of her money. She wouldn't really save it because it was like, she went through that hardship when she was a teenager and she didn't go through a lot of things. Like she didn't, she didn't travel as much with her parents or she didn't have that much like little luxuries and things like that so with us it was I have my salary let's go let's travel or I'll buy you nice shoes like she was breaking that trauma that she grew up with us and one thing that I'm grateful for that but then again I didn't grow up with that mentality of saving so for me whenever I'm like I get paid with a client, things like that. I'm like, oh, let's fix this in the house. Let's buy this for the kids, spend here and there and inviting friends and things like that. So I, I think that I was thinking the other day about it. I'm like, why am I not good at saving? And then I think about how I grew up, how my journey was when I was growing up. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe that has a lot to do with maybe the, the example. And although I'm like completely grateful because my parents really did everything they could to give us everything that we needed. And we never really felt the hardships because they were always trying to do their best for us. I definitely need to still work on at my I'm 35 and I'm still like, okay, I need to learn how to save. I need to learn how to teach that to my daughters as well and pass that on. So that's a little bit of, of what yeah. I can tell you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I always like to say that we are a byproduct of our environment. So if your mom was splurging every time she got her paycheck, of course, we're very likely to do the same. But as you mentioned, like we are still learning about money, money management and becoming a leader of your money doesn't have a specific age you can be 25, you can be 65 and still be learning about it. And that's okay. What I would like for all of us to do, and for those of you that are listening, is that the journey with money never ends. The longest relationship we're always going to have is with money. So we need to embrace it. And we also need to understand that we're always going to be live learners of money and the way we manage it. So thank you for sharing that. Now, you have an amazing community online. You have been killing it. I'm like, wow, I love everything that I'm seeing. But could you walk us through your journey and perhaps your career? Where were you before? And what led you to build this amazing community that you now have? Thank you, Lucy. As I mentioned before, I was born and raised in Bolivia. I grew up there. So I moved to the U.S. in 2013. And we were moving here with my husband. We got married in 2013. We were both ready to pursue our MBAs. Little did I know I was not going to get the scholarship to get on that train. And so when we got here, he did. He got the scholarship. He was accepted into the university that he wanted for the MBA. So when we moved here, although I was super excited for him to reach that goal in his personal journey, for me, it was like, okay, well now what do I do? I was in a different country. I was speaking a language that was not my first. I didn't have any connections. No one knew my work. All I had was a camera and an Instagram account. And so I was like, okay, what? 
this this is it for me. I'm going to turn my hobby into a little something and see where that gets me. And I came in Bolivia. I was actually CEO and a founder of the first digital magazine. So I was building something there. And then so when I moved here, it was very hard to say, okay, I have to start from scratch and I can't continue to do what I was doing. And I have to turn something that wasn't my business over there, which was just a hobby. I used to do photography just as a hobby into something without realizing that I thought it was going to be easy. I, I really didn't understand what I was getting myself into and how hard it was going to, going to be for me as an immigrant, as a Latina, as a woman trying to pave my own way. And so I grabbed my camera. I started doing like small family photo shoots here and there. And then I met a girl that was like, hey, I saw you taking pictures. I'm a model. I'm building my portfolio. Would you like to collaborate? And that's where I started to get more into like fashion photography. And little did I know, like fashion is such a huge, very established industry and by established I mean that like the photographers the designers like they go way back it's very hard for someone new to just tap into that industry and say hey I'm here and everyone to be invested in what you have to offer so it was very hard for me to open my doors there and I started in Portland and the fashion photographers there were all male were all over 25 plus years of experience doing fashion photography I was the only woman I was the only Latina I was the youngest one I, I didn't have 25 years of experience in photography it was a hobby that I was trying to turn into a business and it was hard for me to just open those doors it took a while for me to get to where I wanted to be but thankfully I had Instagram and it was free and it was a platform where I could just be myself share my work, share my life, share my journey, share the no's, share the falls. And I think that's one thing that differentiated me from the beginning with the community that I was building is that back then, aesthetic was even more of a thing than now. I feel like now we're starting to see that realness and that like authentic content. But back then it was like the flat lays, more filters, just photos, there was no videos, and everything seemed perfect, which is like how Instagram started and still is a little bit. That perfect feed and all matching. And for me, I was sharing myself crying, just a picture of me like I got rejected again, or I didn't get the opportunity that I wanted. And I would just share captions that were when people were just writing, but first coffee, I was writing like testaments of like how my day had been and how no one wanted to work with me. And that's how I started to build that community. And then realized I came from a marketing experience and I'm like, maybe this is also my thing. I'm not realizing what is actually the thing that I can put out there. And so while I was growing my fashion photography business and I started to get some of the opportunities and then I got published on magazines, like it started to get, I started to grow a little, but at the same time I was like, oh, I have this marketing thing. I'm building this community. I'm realizing that there's more to what I can offer. So I started offering also marketing. I started talking more about like storytelling and realness and authentic content. For me, people that are maybe just following me recently realize, oh, she's She's trying to talk about authentic content and be real and all that. But it's not just from now. I used to do it from the beginning. And I think that's one of the things that differentiated me and that helped me in this journey get known and seen for who I really was. And at the beginning, I was trying so hard to be like everyone else in the space. And from that, I was trying to not be too Latina. And I'm so embarrassed to say that, but that is so true because I was 
dying to fit in. And then I realized everything that I really needed to do is own my cultura, own my roots, own my culture, own who I was, own that I was loud, own that I had an accent, own that I was an immigrant, own that I wasn't from here. And I feel like the moment that I did that, things changed for me. And that's when my business started to go to grow. I love that. And I everything that you're sharing, I feel that I resonate with that so much, especially when it comes to content, because I went from having a huge office where it was just me. I didn't have to be on social media to showing up real talking about in my case, I had to start talking about not that I had to, but I wanted to talk about money trauma because no one else was doing it. Everyone else was talking about, here's how you budget, here's how you build wealth. But nobody was talking about the underlayer things that come with becoming a, a first gen who wants to build wealth or someone who has parents that immigrated to this country, someone who saw a lot of financial instability growing up. Like no one was doing that, but I do remember feeling that maybe I was too Latina, maybe I was too, it was too much. And when I say too much, I'm talking about sharing my trauma, thinking, wow, what if me sharing my trauma triggers somebody else? Like I had so many fears because I didn't know. I was almost looking for a checklist or a playbook on these are the do's and don'ts. And no one had, no one had given me that. So I had to do a lot of trial and error. So thank you for sharing your journey. I also love how you talk about being real, being real on social media. I think that is so important, especially right now, where we tend to see the highlights of people's lives, right? Where they're traveling, they're having the fancy dinner, they're doing all of these amazing things, but no one is talking about the behind the scenes. And I think for me, as a, as a community of as a member of your community, I can tell that I appreciate that very much from you because then I can relate more and say, I know what she's going through, like me too, right? So I love that. Now, what are some money or business struggles that you had to face as a Latina and how have you been able to overcome them? Oh, I love that question. I think as an immigrant, coming from like a different mentality and how I was using my money back in my country, how I was investing in my business and coming and having to start from scratch and thinking that I had to do it that same way, but realizing it's a different country. It's different. Even the income is completely different. Or how when I work with someone, make, making sure that I was paying them fairly, right? And understanding what did that look like? What benefits? What were they expecting? So I had to learn a lot when I moved to the US about building, managing my money and, and understanding what it was like to actually invest and learn about investing and learn about saving. And it took me a while to learn at first. I feel like my, my business was in a negative. Like I wasn't really making any money at the beginning because I was like investing it and maybe investing in things that I didn't really need, but I thought I needed because I was lost in how I needed to build my business from scratch or how I needed to manage my money. So I feel like it took me a while to have a good relationship uh, with money and understand what it looks like for a business owner like myself. When I say like myself, like a Latina immigrant, when you haven't grown up here and you haven't really understood. The and it sounds like how hard could that be? But it's different. Like 401k, I recently understood what it was about. I was like, oh my God, I need that for like when I retire or investing in stocks. I'm recently starting to get into that. And I'm like, oh, I need to invest there and make my money 
just grow into more capital, abundantly understanding. And I've already been in the U.S. for 10 years and I've already had a business for here in the U.S. for nine. So it's still taking me this long and it, it might sound like I'm not uh, that well prepared financially. I, I think I'm, um, you know, I'm learning. And one of the hardships that I went through was that not understanding it right and investing in the wrong things and then realizing that when the moment came to invest in something that I really needed for my business realizing that I didn't have the capital to invest in that because I invested in templates it sounds dumb but it was like I was trying to invest in all those things because I was like oh this is what other people are saying they need for their businesses or everyone is telling me that I'm seeing an ad on Instagram that if you want to grow your business you need to invest in this course and I was investing in courses and things that maybe I didn't need at the time and so I was losing the money that I could have spent it in a better way for my own business and my own. And I think all of those are lessons, right? That for us, we don't, we would like to have a clear path to six figures, right? As a business owners, whether you're a first gen or immigrant is yes, I want to make the six figures. But it really, one of the things that I've learned, because I've also feel like I've made those mistakes where I'm making investments that quote unquote, promise me a quick result. And then I'm like, hey, why is it not happening to me? Right? And I've learned that as a CEO of my business, I have to make a decision and whether or not that comes back in return on investment, I just have to own the fact that I make the decision and also understand that no all investments are going to pay back. And for me, as I've learned about investing and building wealth, one of the things that I really wanted to do was utilizing my business from the beginning, like literally from the day I established it as an LLC, I decided that I would hit six figures invested before six figures in my business. And that idea is so radical because most coaches will say, you have to hit six figures first and then invest and then fix. But for me, I was like, I don't want to be doing this anymore. I really want to build wealth. And for me, that has just revolutionized the way I see my business, the way I see serving our community. But I also done some investments that I'm like, why did I do that? And so I just learned to give myself some grace and own that, right? Like we have to just own the fact that, yeah, maybe the course didn't work. Maybe the coach didn't work, but, or maybe it's just me. I'm not implementing the things and that is why. So thank you for sharing that now. I want to dive into the topic of how to find your inner creativa because I feel that I personally struggle with that um, but also a lot of the a lot of the Latina coaches that listen to the podcast Latina entrepreneurs we struggle with that how can we find that inner creativa I feel like the response is going to sound so cliche. It might sound a little cliche and a little bit like, oh, okay, yeah, I heard that before, or it seems easy, but it really isn't. But I swear finding your own creativa is just like owning your true self. And again, it goes back to what I was telling you at the beginning, like I was trying to be like everyone else. And even when real started, I was trying to jump on every trend and every sound and pointing and doing the transitions and what everyone else was doing, thinking that was going to take me to that next level that was going to get me or take me to be a little bit more creative or realizing that I was just doing what everyone else was doing. And everyone, when you're consuming content, if you see the same thing all over again, you're not really going to interact, right? It's when you see something different. It's when you see a different story, when you see something that's unedited, when you see something that has no filter, when you see something that's a real conversation, when you see something that 
no one really wants to talk about because it's messy, it's chaotic. Our daily lives as moms, behind the scenes of a business, it's not always that glamorous. It's not always organized. It's not always perfect. Sometimes we have 20 things in our to-do list and we only get one done because our baby was sick or we needed to do other things and we need to juggle so many things at once, whether you're a mom or not, because that's what it takes to be a business owner. And there are a lot of struggles within owning a business. It's not just, oh yes, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm the CEO of my company. There are so many struggles. It's easier to sit sometimes in a nine to five and knowing exactly what you need to do. You only have one thing to focus on than owning something that you need to learn to do your finances. You need to learn how to be creative. You need to learn how to be a marketer. You need to learn how to be a product manager. You need to learn and put on so many hats. So sharing that process understanding that's already content what you're doing behind the scenes is already content and just not putting your camera there and doing a time lapse of whatever it is that you're doing at the moment whether that is prepping something for your business putting the packages that you need to send to customers prepping breakfast for your kids like whatever that daily thing looks for you grabbing your camera and put it there and then putting that into exercise of whenever you're having you don't need to put time apart to create content just put your camera there and record the the things that you're doing and then going back to that and say okay what is the story behind this like how was my day and I usually do that at the end of the day and go back and I'm like I recorded making breakfast and everything seemed like the day was going to go great but the day didn't go that well so I'm like okay this is the story that I want to share And so that's when my creativity flows, when I reconnect with my day, when I reconnect with my story, when I reconnect with myself without looking and consuming all the content that we're always scrolling by on social media. And I feel like that's the best thing that I can tell any business owner, Latina listening to this episode right now is put that camera, record your day, go back. What's the story that you can tell? Own your story, own your day, own that behind the scenes scenes because we're all going through that same thing it's just that not everyone is sharing it so we think that we're the only ones but we really aren't and the moment that you open that door to share that you're opening the door for the rest of us to feel comfortable enough to share that moment in our days and say yes I relate to that too yes I can do that content too yes I feel comfortable with sharing those unfiltered moments I love that If this podcast resonates with you and you are ready to embrace becoming financially free and build generational wealth, I would like to invite you to apply to work with me privately. It is the most intimate way to connect with me and you will be fully supported to achieve your financial goals once and for all. Here's what past clients have said about working with me. One of my clients said, I feel confident in ways I can invest my money. You have helped me connect the dots on how investing truly works. It is simple, fun, and less scary than I thought. Another client said, I have so much clarity on the mindset blockers that were holding me back from increasing my wealth. And many of my clients have said that investing in financial coaching has been one of the best investments they ever made. If you are ready to see these mujeres and their beautiful faces, go ahead and head over to my Instagram account so you can hear it directly from them. And make sure that you click on the highlights under results. And if you feel inspired, go ahead and schedule a call today using the link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. Now I want to ask you because you are a mom, I believe you have two 
two kids, right? I have two kids. Yeah. How do you stay organized and motivated to continue to show up online when life gets lifey? Life definitely gets lifey. <laughs> and I feel like I don't put pressure on myself of saying I'm going to show up every day because every day sometimes for me, it doesn't look uh, it doesn't look that great, right? I have a lot of things. I have a one-year-old, the first year of, I have a six-year-old and a one-year-old. And I completely forgot what it was like. There's a five-year-apart uh, difference, right, between my two kids. And I forgot what that first year looked like. And it's hard, right? I feel like I'm still going through postpartum and my daughter is already one. And I'm like, I'm still recovering. I'm still getting out of like postpartum depression. And it's true. There's a lot of things. Uh, so for me, it's like, I don't put that pressure into, I have to show up every day. I have to post every day. I rather have intentional and quality content than quantity. So for me, if I know that I have something good that I want to share with my community, that I want them to know that I'm ready to talk about or that I want to share, I show up and I do it intentionally. If I have a day where I'm like, today is not really the best day for me, I disconnect and I don't feel bad about it. And that's the thing. I feel not feeling bad about, there are a lot of marketers that will tell you, oh, if you want to grow your business, you have to show up every day. You have to post every day. You have to post sometimes twice a day. Don't forget stories. For me, it's give yourself grace. If today wasn't a good day, it's okay to not show up. If tomorrow feels better and you have something that you want to share, go ahead and share it. But know that you have a life aside from social media. Social media isn't the entire thing. Put your priorities straight and also understand that your business, again, it's not just social media. You have a lot of things to do aside from that. So just giving yourself grace and understanding that it's okay if you're not showing up every single day. I love that. And I have, I myself have decided to take breaks from also doing lives or going stories every day. I love it. Uh, for me, it's very natural to go and do that. But I also realize that I need to focus and shift my energy into the income generating tasks. And sometimes just going live does not make me money right away, right? So I have to be strategic. And as a mom, my daughters are five and four, five and a half and four. And so I have to sometimes also be okay with, you know what, I'm not gonna show up at all this week, because I just don't have the capacity to really be smiling because this week I'm, I don't want to smile. Right. And just like you, I also had postpartum depression with my last one. So I feel that I had to go through the, through the journey of almost regaining my confidence because I did feel like somehow somewhere along the lines, my confidence was taken from me. And now I'm finally like, okay, now I feel more confident. I can talk, I can do all of these things, but I also want to come back to something that you said and you talk about showing up in stories, right? Giving yourself the grace of not showing up when you don't feel like it. But also there are so many amazing Latinas that have a story to share, but they're terrified to be on camera. What would you say to that entrepreneur who's more of an introvert? Oh my God, like I, I want to do it. I know I can do it. But when it comes to being in front of the camera, I just freeze. I love that because I do get a lot of, those kind of concerns and questions like on my DMs and, and things like that. And I feel like one of the best advices that I give to the different content creators and business owners that I work with is if you don't feel comfortable with showing up on camera, it's okay. You can still tell that story using different pictures on your story. So make sure it's storytelling, right? Storytelling is what grabs people's attention. Like when you're trying to tell a story and not just sharing a story of your breakfast, then it's 
your coffee, your midday coffee, and then you're running. That doesn't really tell me anything. Like I know those are behind the scenes, but they're not really telling me anything as your community, as someone that's in your community. So what I always say is like grab different snippets of your day that maybe you want to talk about, like you have a story to tell, you have something incredible to tell. So different snippets of photos or behind the scenes or time lapse, and then write what you would be saying in small captions, for example, okay, I have something that I want to confess First story. Next story is a different picture of this is what happened when all the packages are like, I don't know, all they all fell or something like that. I don't know. Then the next story, but first, and then the next story. And then you share that you can share it behind the scenes and say, today, I was trying to do this and it didn't go out as it seemed. So you don't always need to show up like you talking to the camera. You can still tell that story in very creative and different ways that grab your audience's attention. And you can start by doing that, using different photos, grabbing, having hooks where you're grabbing your audience into a story and then telling them what has happened or what is it that you want to tell them. You can also do time lapses where you are in the cam, like you are in the image, you are in the video, but you're not necessarily like upfront talking to the camera, but you're prepping something for your business, you're wrapping your packages, you're writing an email, and then share the story after that of what happened. And the beauty about stories too, is that it only lasts 24 hours, right? It's not going to live on your feed. So if you're really uncomfortable with talking in the camera or hearing your own voice, because that happens, like for me, I'm like, Oh, my God, my voice, whenever I hear it again, I'm like, Oh, my God, um but stories only last 24 hours make a story it will go away after 24 hours think that you're you think about how much content you consume every day it's so much you're not going to remember that story that that specific story that maybe you're like oh my god I might have looked awkward or what are they going to think it's not I think we think more about we're more self-conscious about us than what people actually think. Because for someone seeing your story, they might be like, oh, that's a message that I really needed to hear. While you in the back, like behind the scenes, you're like, oh my God, my voice. Oh my God, I look bad. Oh my God. Give yourself grace. Try it with the stories. Show up on stories. Do little by little, just 15 seconds. It will go away in 24 hours. And the more you do it, the more you're going to feel comfortable with doing more of that and then maybe jumping on reels. But again, there are different ways of showing up without the need of putting yourself out there. But I'm going to have to say it's 2023. We need to put ourselves out there because if you want to build that personal connection and brand where you connect with your community, where they get to know you and not just your product, you need to start having the appearances here and there where you start to talk to your audience as well. And I feel like that is important to say because that's what your community also wants to see. Yes, it's 2023. And I want to come back to you because I, I do feel like you just do such an amazing job at showing up on your social media channels, different platforms. You're very big on Instagram, but you're even bigger on TikTok. And one of the things that I've noticed about you is how you love singing and you specifically talk to millennial Latinas. And every time I watch your reels, I'm like singing right there with you. But I want to ask you, what inspired you to focus on that creativity of I'm just going to sing my heart out and I'm going to let it be and I'm just going to show up as I am. Last year around this, it was October, yeah. In October, I was, besides doing my business, I was in a nine to five. They had a restructuring in the business and my entire team was laid off, including myself. So I went through a very hard year because that was two weeks before my daughter was born. And so it was just a lot of emotion, right? And so I was going through like an existential crisis, if you want to call it that. 
And for me, the way that I was coping was listening to music. The music that I always listen to is 90s and like 2000s. I don't even know what Bad Bunny is singing right now. Like for me, it's I'm still dancing to Elvis Crespo and Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears. So for me, I live with those throwbacks and I always worked. Whenever I'm working, I need music. Whenever I am trying to be creative, I need music. So I'm always that girl that is always pumped by throwback music. And when I was going through this really hard moment, I was like, wow, I can't believe the Backstreet Boys are helping me through my existential crisis right now. Because the moment I'm, I hit play, I am forgetting about the problems that I have. And so I'm like, this is, and I started, I was like, this is what I'm going through. I'm going to record why I recorded one of me listening to a Shakira song. That was the first one. And saying millennials that are listening to Shakira throwback song, the classic songs of Shakira going through an existential crisis. And I didn't realize that there were going to be so many other millennials that were going to say, wow, hey, me too. Yes, that's me too. I'm also listening to Shakira while I'm crying, going through the most stressful, whether that's a week, day, going through that same experience of they had just been laid off. Different situations where millennials were like, I also have anxiety. I'm also stressful. I also have this. And we were all going through like this therapy journey of listening to music, remembering our childhood, remembering our teen years, going having that nostalgia that was just bringing back good memories while we were going through some hardships. And I feel like that's where it all began. But it was just me sharing my own struggles. And again, having that connection of just being real and using the music that was helping me get through that and not realizing that there was going to be an entire generation that was going to say, oh my God, me too. Like I'm going through the same thing. And that's where I started to create that millennial community on TikTok and it just blew up from there. What was it like for you to see so many people that resonated with you? Uh, because I want to say that you were not like intentionally putting out this content to say, I'm going to grow and I'm going to explode and I'm going to have all of this community. So what was it like for you to see this reaction of, hey, this is happening to me? You were trying to, in a way, heal from being laid off. You just share about you being uh, very close to having your daughter. I feel like there was a lot of un unsolicited, for the lack of a better word, response from people that say, me too. Like, how did you handle that? Did you feel pressure at all? What was it going through your mind? I actually felt relieved because in a moment where I was looking for a way to channel my emotions and I was doing it through this content that I thought it was just for me, I was connecting with so many other people that were also going through hard things. And it was not just in the comments, it was in the DMs. We both, we, we, where we were sharing our struggles together and surpassing them together. And then a year has gone by and we're reconnecting with the community. We're strong as ever. And we're like, hey, I've, I get messages from different people in my community where they're like, hey, I got a job because we, we connected through that. And they're like, hey, I got that interview or things like that. So I actually felt a little relieved that I wasn't going through it alone. And that's when I realized it's so important to sometimes share the, if you feel comfortable enough to share the struggles within your journey, because you never know who else might be going through that. 
and not just helping them with a little bit of nostalgia and humor, but not making them and yourself feel alone in that process and go through that together. So at no moment did I feel pressure. I actually felt creative again because I was like, I want to make more of this content because it's resonating, because it's healing me and it's healing so many people. And that's what the end goal became uh, after that. But I really didn't realize how much of an impact or like a connection it was ever going to have. Because again, for me, it was just like I was just channeling what I was going through. And I thought this is my way of venting. And that made me connect with other people that were going through the same thing, which was incredible. Thank you for sharing that, Carla. I just thought of a quote for the episode when it comes out, like creating content can be healing. <laughs> I love that. It, it did that for you, right? And I feel that for so many people, even just watching your content, you were able to give them permission to heal. And we talk about wealth in this podcast, not just about the monetary wealth, but also the healing that comes with seeking wealth, right? It's not all about the money. Yes, the money is important, but also just feeling wealthy in general. And with that, I want to ask you, what is your definition of wealth? I love that because I think that to your point, a Aside from like economic wealth, when I think of wealth, I think of that. I think of that healing part. I he I think about that freedom. I think of having that flexibility. And I also think about building that legacy because I'm an immigrant. So I'm raising first gen. I and I whenever I'm like on social media, I hear so many stories about first gen amigas that have gone through so much, just taking on maybe that responsibility or that generational trauma. And I feel like I have such a responsibility on my shoulders as an immigrant parent. Whenever I hear those stories, I'm like, how can I change that? How can I change that narrative? How can I continue to give the best of myself so that I can grow this, not for Rafael and Martina to do what I'm doing, but to know that they can do anything that they want, right? To know that they'll have that not just my support and my husband's support, but that they will have the strength they need as women, as Latina, to own their voice, to speak up, to tell their stories, to not be afraid of being real, of owning who they are, of owning the roots, of not feeling embarrassed if they have a little accent, which right now they do, but I'm sure like in a couple of years they won't. But yeah, for me, I feel like it's a lot of the legacy. It's a lot of the healing, but also wealth is, is legacy for me. And what am I leaving to my kids? And and that's why I do what I do and why I show up the way I show up. Because if they ever grow up and they're on social media, I want them to see that I did not once hesitate to be myself. And I hope that they'll be able to own that for their own selves as well. I love that. The, the wealth of authenticity, like that came to my mind. I was like, the wealth of being authentic is also something that we can add. Now, Carla, how can we support you and where can people find you? So I'm on Instagram and TikTok as community over algorithm. And so you can find me there. Anyone that's listening to this, if you ever want to connect about anything that I talked about, whether you're go you went or you're going through something similar, whether that was a layoff, you're an immigrant, you just moved, you're just launching your business, whatever that is, please feel free to DM me. I, I always respond. I love connecting for me communities everything that's why my handle is community over algorithm I go way beyond just what metrics things like that for me it's about making that connection so yeah people can find me there and feel free to dm me if you ever want to connect 
Thank you, Carla. We're also adding the link to your Instagram on the show notes. So mujeres, make sure that you give her a follow. This has been such an incredible and authentic conversation with you. And I just want to say thank you so much for making my fan dream come true and saying yes to being here on the podcast. So thank you again for coming. No, Lucy, thank you for the invitation. It's been an honor. I'm a huge fan of what you do, your work. And I'm so grateful that there is someone in our community that's paving the way for, again, what we were talking about wealth and economic growth and like our cultura and just all the things that you do for us. I'm so honored and grateful to be here. So thank you. And I'm learning so much from you too. So I want to thank you on that end as well. Thank you. Um, because you've been such a great resource for me to learn so much more about how to handle my own wealth and my own like economic journey. So thank you. Thank you, Carla. What if I told you there is a way to get paid for the skills, knowledge, and the expertise you already have? Introducing Jefas and Wealth, a private offer for the beginner and aspiring coach who wants to build a business where they can make money while pursuing financial freedom and of course create more impact in our community. There are a million ways to make a million and you might be sitting on the best idea that you can monetize. If you are ready to learn more, make sure you check the link in the show notes. On the Say Hola Well podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes and it does not constitute legal, accounting, tax, or other legal advice. Listeners should not act upon the content information without seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professionals. We assume no responsibility for the information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liabilities with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracy, omissions, misleading, or defamatory statement. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitute an explicit understanding of acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.